what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I have avoided answering this question for so long because it's a scary question to me, right? And I think that like it's interesting to ask yourself this question. I was talking to my friend Clay, who's an amazing copywriter recently, and he was telling me that he asks himself that question every year and was we were just sharing like what comes up for us when we answer those questions. And for me it was like, wow, you know, like I want to start incorporating more spiritual work into what I do. And I have been afraid of that in many ways, right? Like I have been afraid to shift and pivot and change the niche maybe that I'm working in and all these things, right? Because it's like you're committed to it. You are putting a lot of effort in. Maybe you've already put a lot of effort into it. But what I want to remind you is that sometimes a failure or a quote unquote failure in your business is really just the universe or God or whatever you believe in redirecting you, asking you to take a second, slow down, breathe, reflect, and get really honest with yourself. My name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show, where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. What is up, Social Strategy Slayer? It is Jess, and I am coming to you with a little bit of a different style of an episode today. I don't have notes in front of me. I don't have a CPC prepared. This isn't a repurposed piece of content. I'm not even at my desk, to be honest with you guys. I am sitting on my bed. It is cold. I'm actually going to head to a coffee shop tonight and get some work done, but... I am so cold and my apartment just doesn't heat up. I don't know if anybody else has ever lived in a cold climate in an older building, but oh my gosh, it is cold. And I am in my room because it's the hottest room in my apartment on my bed with my cats. And it's a, it's a really, um, interesting time for me right now. I just wanted to talk to you guys as if I was talking to a friend, which I've had a lot of conversations with friends this week. And just be really honest about where I'm at and where I'm taking my business and just some major like things that I'm learning and things that I'm doing right now. And I think it's an important, real conversation to have. And I think that we all have these moments and we don't talk about them. And I'm really committed to transparency and to saying what I mean and being in alignment with that. So whether you listen all the time, whether you, which thank you, whether this is your first episode in a while, um, I'm just going to get really vulnerable here and share just like where I'm at. So transparently, my most recent launch that I did had no qualified um, people signing up, which if you know me, that is not that is not how it normally goes for me. I normally have a wait list. I normally have my program sold out. I am normally just like really great at attracting clients, right? That's what I do. That's what I help my clients do. Um, but I think that there's a thing in business. There's many things, but one of the things is that 
a lot of times in business, you have many wins, but you also have many failures. And I am really committed to failure and it's really tough. Like when you have a launch that doesn't work out for whatever reason, it's really, really tough. Like honestly, it's, it's really tough. It happens to everyone. If you're playing really big, if you're playing a big game and you're really going for it and you're trying new things and you're figuring out your niche and you are putting yourself out there, there's going to be launches you have that have 20, 30, 40, 100 people sign up. There's going to be launches that have no one sign up or 10 people sign up or whatever it is. It's a part of business. And I really don't like how we don't talk about that. And we just expect ourselves to perform at like crazy levels all the time. So I am being honest about my most recent launch. And um, honestly, it was it was a huge I felt really devastated because I extended my launch, um, you know, into February, which I was hoping to wrap it up by January, because most of our clients and especially in the fitness industry right now, a lot of people are in survival mode. They're feeling like they're in survival. They just need to keep their head down and get it done. They're feeling lost. They're feeling defeated. And so even though our marketing and messaging was, was super on point, there was that going on. There is also some things inside of me that weren't feeling in alignment that I wasn't allowing myself to admit. And I will go more into that at a later date, but I want to talk about some things that you can do after you have a launch that maybe doesn't go the way you wanted it to, or maybe like, you know, you're just kind of in a rut or things aren't going the way you want them to. The first thing that I want you to do is give yourself time to reflect. I feel like for me, my tendency has always been if something didn't work out, which of course I've had other launches not go the way I wanted or not attract the right people or whatever it is, right? Like we all are in business. Nobody has perfect launches every single time. I don't believe that. Maybe you get it down pat after, you know, five years or whatever. But like, I just feel like there's always going to be ebbs and flows of like a group that you love so much that you're obsessed with. Then maybe you have a group that you're struggling with. Then maybe you don't have anyone sign up. Then the next time you have 30 people sign up, whatever it is, business is going to ebb and flow in different ways. And we're going to learn different lessons. And the most important thing that you have to do is, first of all, you got to give yourself some space to reflect. And what do I mean by reflect? I mean, first of all, if you need to take a nap or spend a day sleeping or whatever it is because you are tired, that's also okay. Cause I know launches are a lot of energy. Campaigns are a lot of energy, even if they're, you know, more, um, you know, like they're more easier or like more lean as my coach, Dorisha would call her launches, lean launches, like that's her system. And, you know, even when things are lean or even if you're, you're feeling like it wasn't too hard, being in a launch energetically is still a lot. You're producing more content than you normally are. You're really focused on attracting the right people in. You're focused on outward energy a lot. 
and you're in service a lot because you're messaging people, you're commenting on stuff, right? Like you're just putting yourself out there. It's a lot of energy and people don't think about energy management when it comes to social media and going live and all of that stuff. And I'm going to be a lot more vocal about that and about even for me, how having ADHD and like knowing my energetic capacity for the week and knowing what I can and can't do and being able to shift into operating in a way that's actually supporting that, right? So you have to know what that is for you. But the first thing you want to do with your reflection is, first of all, figure out what you're grateful for. And I know that's really corny because when things aren't working out the way you want, it feels like you just want to be in a pity party. You don't want to look at what's working. You don't want to look at all the possibilities and all of that. But I do think it's important that you start out by just saying like things that you're grateful for. I mean, I listened to this TikTok video the other day that was just this guy who's a spiritual guy who I love. And he was like, you know, there's a version of you two years ago that would look around your life right now and be really proud. And that probably really wanted a lot of the things that you have. So for me personally, like this is I'm just going to tell you what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my team member, Katie. She is unbelievable. If you have ever worked with us, you will know how unbelievable Katie Pedix is as a human being, as a strategist, as an operations manager inside of my business. I, her and I connected like years and years ago as friends. We even did like a little uh, secret Santa swap together um, where we were both in a a vegan and cruelty free makeup group and she ran the group and I always loved her so much, was so impressed with her. And when I was looking for my first assistant, she reached out to me and she was never my assistant, even though that's technically the role she came in at. She was always an operations manager, a somebody who cheers me on, who believes in me, but also somebody who is so complimentary to me and has such great experience so much so that it's been very hard for us to find any other team members to stick in our team because we work so well together. We're such a good team. Um, And anybody who's worked with me always raves about Katie. And so first and foremost, I have to give gratitude to Katie. And that is always the first thing that comes up is I'm grateful to have Katie. She's amazing, right? So maybe you have someone on your team that you can be really, really grateful for. Um, the second thing is I'm really grateful for my current clients right now. I have a one-on-one client that has been with me for the past three and a half years and they are crushing it. I just flew out and did an in-person VIP day with them. It was unbelievable. We got done th- over 300 Instagram reels slash TikTok ideas for them in a day and mapped out their campaigns, like their campaign and their growth campaign schedule for the rest of the year. So that was amazing. They fill me up those VIP days. By the way, I am booking VIP days, both virtual and in person, starting in Q2. If you are interested and want to have me help you create enough content for the rest of the year in a day, DM me on Instagram. My handle is at Jess Jacobson. Um, if this is two years from now and you're listening to this, it'll probably be at Jess Angelini or something similar. Um, but DM me because I do offer VIP days. I don't promote them very often, but they're very, very powerful and we can get a lot done in a day together. 
so that that I'm really grateful for. Right. And I'm really grateful for my current cohort of SSA. I have four unbelievably amazing clients in there that I just love so much. And I'm so proud of each of them. And I see such gifts in each and every one of them. And they're all at different levels in their social media, but they're all coming such a long way. And I think that like I what I see in them that I know I experience as well is sometimes we forget how far we've come and we just tend to focus on the stuff that we don't like or that we're not feeling like we're the best at or whatever. But I'm really proud of how far my group has come. I'm really proud of my graduates of SSA that I've had over the last year. My graduates of Ignite Your Influence, which was our first like, you know, variation of our program that we've now expanded into SSA Social Strategy Accelerator. I'm really proud of all of that. And I'm really proud of myself for transitioning out of an agency model into a program consulting and strategy model of my business because it is so much more aligned with me and where I want to go and with my team. And I'm really proud of the really difficult steps I had to take to walk through that. And I'm also proud of myself for continuing to walk through more difficult moments in business because point number two that I wanted to share is that when you're reflecting, you also want to ask yourself once you're grounded in what you're grateful for and what you know is true about yourself, like get remind yourself, you know, Jennifer Hootie uh, was one of my mentors for a long time. And one of the best things that she taught me was when things aren't going well, write down what you know for sure is true, right? Because facts over feelings. So the facts are that you're probably amazing at what you do. If you had a rough launch or if you had things aren't turning out the way you want, the fact is probably that you're really amazing at what you do. You just need to make some simple tweaks to have your market, your marketing bring you in more leads, right? There's just simple tweaks. Like the, the fact is probably that you're on the verge of your biggest month yet. The fact is probably that you've changed thousands of lives or hundreds of lives, or even like if you've changed 20, 50 lives, whatever, five lives, whatever it is, like you've got to really ground yourself in that fact and in what is true for you. And the next thing I want you to ask yourself is, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I have avoided answering this question for so long because it's a scary question to me, right? And I think that like it's interesting to ask yourself this question. I was talking to my friend Clay, who's an amazing copywriter recently, and he was telling me that he asks himself that question every year and was, we were just sharing like what comes up for us when we answer those questions. And for me, it was like, wow, you know, like I want to start incorporating more spiritual work into what I do. And I have been afraid of that in many ways, right? Like I have been afraid to shift and pivot and change the niche maybe that I'm working in and all these things, right? Because it's like you're committed to it. You are putting a lot of effort in. Maybe you've already put a lot of effort into it. But what I want to remind you is that sometimes a failure or a quote unquote failure in your business is really just the universe or God or whatever you believe in redirecting you, asking you to take a second, slow down, breathe, reflect and get really honest with yourself. I had a, a phone call yesterday with one of my dear friends, Amy Leisner, and she's also a copywriter and she's also very spiritual. And she was like, 
talk, we were just talking about our spirituality and bringing more spiritual work into the modalities that we teach and, you know, everything that we do. And she was just like, you just got to be really, really honest with yourself about what you want. And sometimes that takes you taking a step back from being in a coaching group or being in being working with a one on one coach and maybe just taking some time by yourself to ask yourself, not from a place of defeat. Okay, because this is not a defeat. You're not defeated from a place of empowerment and from a place of moving forward, empowered and in a new direction. What is it that you want? What is it that you really, really want? And are you working towards that? Because sometimes after, you know, and I'm not talking about like, oh, you just need all this new messaging and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes your messaging actually might be great and you things aren't working. And typically, if everything is, quote unquote, working well, there is something energetically underneath the surface that you need to address. There's a vibration that you need to work through so that you can match. There is a shift that maybe you've been avoiding making or been not wanting to admit to yourself that you've wanted to make, that you need to be honest with yourself about you wanting to make that shift. And even if you feel like you're starting over and even if it feels really hard and even if you're, you know, worried about judgment or whatever it is, you got to be willing to do this work and to look at it and grow. Right. Because sometimes that's what you that's what you need to do. And it's not hard. It's not easy work to do. It's it's simple. Right. But it's not easy. Um, and I want to say that you're a business owner. You've done harder things like you're choosing this path because you want to create a business that's aligned with you and your values at the end of the day. At the end of the day. If you're a business owner, it's not an easy path. You know, everybody glamorizes entrepreneurship. Everybody glamorizes being a coach, right? We've got all these people flashing their Teslas, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a Tesla. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I feel like on social media, especially, you see all of these people in podcasts talking about how successful they are. And it's really easy for you to get caught up in that you need that and you need it yesterday and you're a failure if you don't have that. And if you've never had a six figure launch, you'll never build a seven figure business, which is not true, by the way. And also it just it can be really confusing for you to create the business you want because everybody is selling you a program that is their system, their thing that will help you get to where you want to go. And all of that's amazing. And never lose your own intuition of the direction of your business. There is so much codependency in the coaching industry. It is absolutely insane. And one of the most amazing things that I learned from my most recent coach, Teresha Hawk, who I absolutely love, is that she talks a lot about she teaches you how to think and then she lets you make your own decisions. It's not like a codependent coaching relationship where you feel like you have to join or you have to stay or whatever it is. Right. And I try to do the same thing with our clients in SSA. And I also feel like in SSA too, one of the major things that I see holding a lot of our clients back is sometimes the other groups that they're in that are contributing to chaotic 
marketing strategies, chaotic, oh, shiny object, I need to do this over here. I need to implement this thing into my gym or into my business. I need to have this shiny funnel over there. All these shiny objects. And for me, I'm half the time like, well, that's what do you want to do? Like, you know, like, what is it that you want to do in your business? What service do you want to grow? What's going to be the best thing for you? And let go of the rest because you only have so much energetic capacity, right? Like you can only do so much. Even with a team, you can only do so much. Your team can only do so much. And when you're just operating out of shiny object and keeping up with what everybody else is doing in comparison mode, you also can't really develop your own voice, right? Like sometimes these these failed launches or these quote unquote failures or when things don't seem to be going right for you is an opportunity for you to really get back to you. What ways have you lost yourself over the last year or three months or whatever it is? That, and, or what ways are you ready to evolve into? Are you ready to be more of you with? Right. So this is what I would do. Just in summary here, I'm going to wrap it up. I, I really wanted to be quicker than this. Um, but this is super just me talking to you literally on my phone <laughs> in my room. And I'm talking to you truly as if I'm just talking to a friend because that is that is where I'm at. Right. And for me, I'm taking the next week, maybe even the next month to reevaluate where I'm at and where I want to go to book some some more people into VIP days into you know you know strategy sessions and to get another cohort going of SSA marketing it in a new way and unleashing parts of myself that I have been hiding, getting back to doing things like my full moon, new moon journaling prompts that I used to post often, um, you know, talking, talking more about my spirituality and how I use that in my business and allowing that to be my truth because it is my truth. And I don't know about you, but that feels really freeing when you can just say your truth and you can start to figure out what your truth is and live more in that, that feels super free. And this podcast feels very vulnerable to make right now. <laughs> so I'm literally in it. Um, and they always say, you know, like share your, share your, um, your scars, not your wounds. But I don't feel this is a, a big wound for me. I feel like I'm able to move through this a lot more quickly than I used to be. But I'm also not forcing myself into action. And that's not what moving through things means sometimes is not like do an immediate another launch. Sometimes it's like, what can you do to bring an income and take a little break and allow yourself to reevaluate and reset? I also have some pretty major life shifts happening soon that I'll be sharing over on Instagram. So make sure you're connected with me there and just take a minute, like realign yourself. What do you really want? Ground into what you know is actually true. Figure out what you're grateful for and then allow yourself to ask yourself the question of like, what can you release that isn't serving you anymore? Like that you can fully go all in on a couple of things or the one thing ideally that you really want to move forward. Like, what does that look like? What is it? And can you do it? Alrighty. That is all I've got for today. I hope you have an amazing day. 
I hope you really take some time for you, not scrolling, not talking to anybody else. Just take time. And I don't know about you, but it takes me a minute to fully process things. Like I've been processing this next evolution of my business subconsciously since I went to Seattle um, in, I don't know when that was, October was it maybe, or November, but like consciously for the past couple of weeks. And I feel like in March, I'm really going to spend, I know I'm going to spend a lot of time really emerging and allowing myself to come out of this cocoon. Like I always tell my clients that you're a butterfly in a cocoon and I'm definitely close to my rebirth right now, my re coming out of the cocoon. And it's a really uncomfortable moment. And that is what it is. It's super uncomfortable for a butterfly to come out of the cocoon. And you're going to have many moments of coming out of cocoons in your business. And it's, it's, okay for you to be in that. And it's actually, I urge you to allow yourself to slow down for one second and give yourself a little bit of space to reevaluate the direction you want to go. And once you're there, the strategy, the strategy will fall in place, I promise. Or you can hire me or you can hire somebody else to support you in your strategy. Because the truth is you can make anything work. There's a million ways you can grow your business, right? Like I teach one way of doing content and I think it's a pretty aligned, wonderful, scalable way to do it. There's a million ways to do it. People teach all different kinds of stuff, right? Um, people teach webinars, people teach ads, people teach YouTube or whatever it is. Like there's all different stuff that people teach and all these different things can work for someone. But the first most important thing is that you decide where you want to go next. Because when everything isn't working out for you and when things seem like they're just falling apart, that is a great time and a great opportunity for you to reevaluate where you're going and be honest with yourself and don't judge yourself. And don't worry about if your coach will judge you, if your friends will judge you, if your whoever will judge you. You have to be in alignment with you at the end of the day. I fully believe in that. Katie and I have both had clients both working together and working separately and in our programs and our agency where their strategy, their messaging, everything was perfect and nothing was working. And at the bottom of it was that the, the business owner wasn't aligned or didn't believe in it and, and what it was. And sometimes things aren't working out. Th things not working out is a moment for us to really check in with our gut and check in with our goals. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Social Strategy Slayer. I know it was different. It was just an honest conversation, an honest voice message from me to you, um, just really casually, <laughs> no plan, no notes, no nothing. But sometimes I think it's important to just create content like this and be really honest and share the parts of our business, you know, that like sometimes just like are redirecting us into a more aligned way and a more aligned action because that is part of business. So I appreciate you for listening. If this resonated with you at all, please message me and let me know because I'm a little terrified of this episode. <laughs> please shoot me a message and let me know that this landed or if there was a part of it that resonated with you, it will be really helpful for me because I feel like I'm crazy making this uh, episode here, but um, it's just on my heart and I got a tap on the shoulder from the universe. So I'm going with it and I hope you have a great, great, great rest of your week and um, I will see you soon. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for joining me today on the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, before you go, I have something really awesome for you. I have a PDF download on all of the things you need to know about creating an Instagram bio that actually converts. I know that I personally love a visual. I love to download something and actually be able to see what are my action steps? How do I take that next step? Because a huge way that people lose money or lose the game on Instagram is by not having their bio ducks in a row. They don't know how to convert their their profile photos off. Their username is off. Their name is not optimized for SEO. They don't have their bio constructed. They don't know where to put certain things like personal values. They don't know where to put things like what their call to action is. They're all messed up on Linktree. They don't know these things. And you need to have your bio in order for you to be able to convert on Instagram. You do. It's the number one thing I tell people when I'm on my audits with them. I go through their bio and I basically tear it to shreds. And it's all out of love and it's something you can rinse and repeat. You can use this download anytime you want, but click down to the show notes and click over and download this PDF because it is going to help you keep it in your resource file. Make sure you take action on it today because this is something that up until now I've only taught in my courses, my programs, my VIP days. And still, I, I, I do tell people how to do this for their personal brand on those sessions, but you now have a PDF downloadable guide that cuts right to the chase. How do I create an Instagram bio that converts? I got you. Head to the show notes and take action on it today. Save it in your files. Make sure that you save it. You rinse and repeat it. You can use it anytime you want. So I hope you head down to the show notes. You click that and you download your guide to creating an Instagram bio that converts. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to update. It will take you no time at all. And it'll help you actually create leads from your Instagram. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you love, someone that you know really could use it. And don't forget to download that guide. All right. Sending you all my love and I'll see you next week.